0: Hi everyone, my name is Jessica Mugis, and I am the host and creator of the Kids Yoga Podcast, and I am so excited to tell you about my new Patreon page. If you are a loyal listener and you've been listening for a while, I'd love for you to go check it out. So it's a monthly subscription service, and there are different tiers, and for each tier you will get added benefits. These include early access to episodes, bonus content from interviews that you haven't heard yet and my most exciting is a community of kids yoga teachers that will meet monthly and I will be there to moderate and we will discuss our challenges, our questions, the biggest rewards, and I'll have former guests join us and you can ask them questions in real time. I'm really excited about this. So if you're interested, I would love for you to check out the page. I want to keep this podcast going, and I just need a little help to do that. Thanks so much. Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm Jessica, and this week I'm excited to be joined by Susan Rose again. If you haven't already, you can listen to her first episode, which was episode 39, and we talk all about kids yoga in physical education within schools. Susan is back to talk about her new book. So a little bit about her. Susan Rose is a certified yoga kids teacher with a master's degree in physical education. She has taught gymnastics, fitness, and yoga to children of all ages for many years. Susan loves helping children become more comfortable with their bodies through yoga. As they discover what they can do, children gain confidence and feel good about themselves. Her goal is empowering classroom and PE teachers to bring more yoga to their students. Susan and her husband Fritz live in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Her first book, Let's Make a Rainbow, a yoga story for kids, was published in December, 2020. And her new book, Everybody's Good at Something, Yoga Tales from the Gym, will be available July 20th. Susan, welcome back. Thank you, glad to be here. Yes, I want to start, like I want to catch up where we left off. So last time we spoke, you had just released your book, Let's Make a Rainbow. So I was curious of, since you released it at the end of 2020, how has it gone? What has that experience been like, having your book out there? Well, it was released December 8th of 2020
1: and it was a lot of fun getting all that preparation, and then um, the best part, I think, is doing um, the author visits. I got to do one live author visit at a private school. Down here in Florida, we've been a lot more open than the rest of the country, I'm sure. So just sharing it with kids live has been the most fun. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so fun. And um, what has been, the, challenge, the biggest challenge so far of just like getting your book out there? Uh, probably just dealing with the social media
1: and keeping up with that and just getting people um, aware of the book and it just seem, it seems like once they're aware of it if they have a look at it they think oh that's something I could really use especially kids yoga teachers uh, but then I've had a lot of parents too that have um, bought the book and then they send me pictures of their kids holding the book mm-hmm. doing like tree pose and it's just adorable that's my favorite part
0: (laughs) oh i love it yeah to actually see the book in kids hands smiling enjoying it to see that they're
1: doing it and i mean even really young ones you know two and three year olds uh, are looking at the pictures and and they can copy and do the poses whether they can read the poems that go with the poses or not but right there's they're still able to enjoy it yeah
0: yeah that's what that's what i love about the book is the the illustrations are very clear, and then just, like, it's, it's just a very, the story you follow. I, like you said, I think even my two-year-old, when I show him, it's like he wants to do the pose. So it, like, yeah, definitely spans yeah. that, that age range. Um, yeah. Have you been teaching as well during this time?
1: Well, I didn't do any virtual teaching. I'm just not, my situation at home is just not where I could do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I did start back in July. We opened things back up you know way before everybody else i'm in florida (laughs) you know how florida is (laughs) so i started teaching at a studio in july um like a monthly kids class and that has grown and grown and uh that's been a lot of fun and then we we hooked up with a painting studio you know the kind where you can take lessons or you can have uh, even you know a party and paint Mm -hmm. and we do a monthly thing with them where i do a 45-minute yoga class and then we have an ice cream place like right next door so they bring the kids little ice creams while we set up all the tables and then they get to paint for a an hour or so so that's been a really fun event uh and then i did a a big event for kids yoga day uh back in april and was able to use the book so you know i'm using the book whenever i can Um, for the lesson. I don't always use it, but we've been able to use it three or four times, and that's a lot of fun.
0: That's so wonderful. I love that idea. My my daughter would love that, like yoga and then ice cream and painting. It's like, (laughs) it's a good combination.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we try to make the, like the last month, we did the ocean. So I did Mm -hmm. an ocean lesson, and then they painted, the painting had to do with the ocean. So we're trying to coordinate it a little bit
0: that way. Right, right. Makes it fun for the kids. So tell me about your new book. So when did you get the idea for this new book? I, I already <laughs> saw a picture today. I'm like, wait, she, this book is done. Like you already so that yeah, that was fast. So tell me about the new book, what it's about, and like what inspired it f- for you. Yeah,
1: well, yes, we're uploading files. it will be um, the actual books will be available in J- July twentieth. The ebook will be available about July or June fifteenth. What inspired it was. Betty Larea, you know, was my mentor Betty. for the first book. And we were having a, a Zoom conversation, and she said, what's your why? What is, you know, you have to identify what's your why. Why are you writing kids' yoga books? And I had, I had a hard time really coming up with that. And then I said, well, it's it's about these kids that, you know, maybe they can't do anything in PE class. And I th- remembered this one little girl that I'd had, That, you know, couldn't, she was so uncoordinated. She couldn't do anything. And then the day I did yoga, all of a sudden she blossomed and she could do the yoga. And I told Betty that story and I went, oh my God, that's my next book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's what um, Everybody's Good at Something is based on that little girl. Um, And then I realized I got all kinds of stories about these kids in PE class. So uh, the series is called Yoga Tales from the Gym. So it's in particular yoga in a physical education setting in an elementary school. And every book will feature a different boy or girl that learns something about themselves through yoga. So the first one is is all about uh, building your self-confidence. The next one's going to feature a little boy and I'm not going to give any of that away yet Mm. because it's still in development in my brain mostly, but that's really how it came about. I love that. So what age are these books geared towards? Um, I would say four to eight. You know, it just depends on their reading level, but like with the other one, you know, the two-year-olds are going to look at the pictures, Mm -hmm. and again, this one, I'm trying to write books that a parent or a PE teacher or a classroom teacher could pick up, read the book, and it tells the kids exactly what to do. So within the book, there is a yoga practice. You know, the teacher is actually giving the instructions. The kids are actually doing the poses. So that's very accessible for anybody that maybe um, is not an expert in yoga or, or kids' yoga and just something that they'd be able to use.
0: That's so great because the amount of times I'd, I've had people ask, like, you know, I want to incorporate yoga, whether it's in their classroom, PE, what, what, and they're like, how, "Where do I start?" Like, what "Where do I start?" And yeah. that's exactly <laughs> it. It's like you get right. a book, like your book, and you start with that book. And it like you said, it, it's it's giving you a sequence. It's telling you what to do. And then, I love the I love that you're making it a series too, because I think then it's exciting. Like, they'll learn about like who's the next character and what's who's their story. See? And that it's all within PE, because I, I think it's so important. Like, that's your work, you know, that incorporating the yoga into physical education. Um, so it's yes. so exciting. So you said July is when it's actually being printed. July 20th, the okay. actual books will be available. Yeah, and so I'm trying to
1: get connected to PE teachers that are, you know, maybe thinking, I'd like to do some yoga, but I don't know where to start. Or I've done a little bit of yoga, and this would be a great resource for them, you know, Kids yoga teachers, of course, um, are probably going to find it a whole lot easier because I've got all, you know a lot of connections with them. But the PE world, it's a little harder. Um, you know, there's not big organizations like we have with the kids yoga. Um, so just trying to reach out to individuals that might be interested in something yeah. like
0: that. and yeah. just shout out to Betty Lorea once again, yes. who <laughs> has been on the podcast. She's now, I love she she's a book doula. I love like yes. I've ne- you know that just that title I'd never heard before. She has helped you and also Margot Harris, who wrote Cookie Doga.
1: And now, yeah, yeah she, she, yeah.
0: talking to her, it sounds like inspired the next book. So just shout out to Betty. If anyone's got a book idea and you're kind of stuck with it, reach out to her. Cause Absolutely. she's just, she's got it the gift. It doesn't have to, doesn't have to be about yoga,
1: but right. she's partic- particularly good with that. Yeah. Margot and I were going through it. We were like a week. I was a week after Margot, I think. And we got on that. I feel like it's birth and a baby. And yes. so then she started calling herself the love book doula that. and it's like, it's yes, so that's what you're
0: doing, helping us birth these little babies, get them out into the world. It's so true because those creative yeah. ideas, it's like, it really feels like you're, you're, you go through labor, you go through all, you know, you're going through all the things mm-hmm. with it. So to have that support person who's just there to like help you and guide you, it's so powerful. It is great, yeah, she's wonderful. Well, for besides getting your book and reading it in their classes, I thought it would be helpful to offer listeners who might be teachers um, maybe one or two practical ways that you can suggest that they might be able to incorporate yoga into the school day. Sure,
1: like for classroom teachers, a lot of, I think what they need to do is manage the children's energy, you know, so if they're sluggish and they're tired, you've got to have some yoga, some activities that can bring their energy up and it can just be a real short little uh, Breath thing like doing breath of joy, which we go inhale 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 and then forward fold Three or four times brings a lot of oxygen into your brain So something like that and then in yoga kids one of the things that um, Marsha incorporated was reach for the Sun So you reach up you grab some sunshine you put it in your belly and you make a big huh sound You know doing something like that that's going to bring the energy um, of the kids up And then a pose like ragdoll just hanging over getting your head below your heart brings a lot of um, oxygen and blood flow into your head and then as you rise back up you're going to feel really energized Mm -hmm. that sort of thing and then on the other hand if they're too energetic and you need to calm them down you know there's a lot of poses like uh, child's pose if you can have them on the floor and do a child's pose or just um, Something like polar bear breath. That's another yoga kids thing where you cover your nose and you put your, you know, they could put their head down and just slowly breathe into their hands. Um, candle breath. Any kind of mostly breathing. I think is really an easy way because it doesn't take up any room. You know, you can they can do it right at their desks, and it has such a tremendous effect on the body anyway, whether you're trying to energize them or calm them down. And
0: mm-hmm. you know, you
1: they want that um state of alertness calm alertness like i'm ready to learn mm. but i'm not bouncing off the walls <laughs> anymore you know i can yes. sit in my seat i can pay attention sort of that middle ground that they're uh that they need to try to strive to get the kids to
0: yeah yeah the breathing is so powerful like you said you don't yeah. need a, you don't need space you just need your body right and yeah right there at their desks they could do that yeah i mean before we um connected i i just had a conversation that was uh it just got me all riled up and i was like i was literally doing what you described the breath of joy just to like get out the energy (laughs) i was like i just need to like get (laughs) and i did a few deep breaths yeah and it transforms you i mean immediately i was like oh i feel better now so like to offer these tools to our children um that we're teaching and for them to just feel that in their bodies it's just yeah so powerful
1: yeah. And it doesn't take hardly any time at all. You know, right. The teacher can just say, let's just do a few rounds of, you know, reach for the sun or breath of joy or, uh, you know, a few moments of polar bear breath. And it can transform the classroom pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be in big chunks. It doesn't have to be like, okay, right. now we're going to do yoga for even 10 minutes. Like you said, it could be in between things. You just do one right. breath exercise. And when you feel like they need another, you try another one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think as the
1: kids learn that sort of technique, they might even ask for it. You know, I've had kids say, can we do this? And like, well, that's a great idea because obviously that's what you're needing right now. And if the teachers can just kind of go with the flow and uh, let the kids guide them a little bit, that might be a good
0: thing. Yes. Yes. Love it. Well, how about for listeners who we we've kind of talked about Betty a little bit, but like who are Mm want to have a book idea, whether it be a yoga book or not related to Mm -hmm. yoga, um, now that you've, you're on your second book and now you're developing a series, have you found just certain tools or resources that have helped you to kind of stay motivated and to, to keep going? There is so much help
1: out there. Uh, there's Facebook groups that you can join that are specific for children's authors, children's picture book authors, you know, if you've, but if you've got an ebook or something else, There's groups for that. And you can join those and just start reading and just ask questions. People are great about helping out, helping you learn how to do it. There's some formal coaching um, things online. Um, This time I'm using a group with April Cox that walks you through step by step. So just look resources online. Now, you can get overwhelmed with it because there's a lot of people selling their courses and you think, oh, I gotta learn that and I gotta learn that. And that's what happened to me the first time is I got really overwhelmed. And then it was like, no, I'm just going to focus on what Betty's telling me Mm -hmm. or other Mm -hmm. person. And you have to think of it in stages. So you've got to think about writing, writing, editing, getting it where you want it. And then you think about publishing, getting it out there in the world. And then you have to market it. And really the marketing starts back at the beginning. But Mm -hmm. I I try to think of things in, in steps like that. Because I'm not going to worry about publishing it until, you know, I've had, I've had it written and I've had it professionally edited. And that's a, a step that you do not want to skip. You know, you might read it over and over again, think it's great, and you're going to give it to an editor. And they're going to find ways to make it even better. You know, they're not going to tear you down and, and, you know, say it's a lousy book. But they will tell mm. you, here's how we could make it better. So um, don't try to do everything yourself. Because mm-hmm. you just can't. You just can't. It's such a learning curve. You know, and of course, I'm talking self-publishing. If you want to go after a publisher, you basically have to get an agent. And it can take a long, long time to put it out there. Which is why there's so many people that are doing self-publishing anymore. Right. And it's doable. I mean, it's a lot of learning, but there's a lot of help out there, too.
0: hmm so. Yeah. How did you know, like, when you said there's so many courses and voices out there, I found that, too, like... How did, how did you know, was it just like you, you had Betty and you you trusted her and you said, okay, I'm just going to like focus here. Like, how do you know which one to listen to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, April,
1: um, it's called 12 weeks to self-publish your book and you could get it done in 12 weeks, but that's, that's really being on top of it and getting the things done every week. Um, I think I went to a free um, – if you're on some of these Facebook groups, you might get an invitation or you might see, you know, come join us. And I joined one of – it was like a group that was already working together, but then I got to listen in on it. And it was just like, wow, this is great. Because not just April, but everyone else that's in the course – We maybe 30 people in my original group. They're all at different stages. Some of them have been through it a couple times. I'm gonna be on my third round. And I thought, why would you do this more than once? Well, now I get it. Mm. You do it because of the community that's created. And we have a Facebook group for that. And I mean, I'll be doing something and it's like, I didn't know how to do a QR code the other day. I I go to the Facebook group, how do you, you know, da da da? someone pops right up and tells you how to do it. And then the support that we get from each other when we're launching or trying to get reviews or anything like that, it's just tremendous. So I think I went to like a free evening Mm -hmm. of hers Mm -hmm. And thought, wow, this is what I need. This is really what I need because you know the first time Betty was great, but I I did a lot on my own and I struggled and made some mistakes that were costly. You know, didn't quite do things the right way. Spent more money than I should have. So my goal mm-hmm. this time was to get it right, get it more right, get it more correct, right, and um, and have better results. So I'm hoping we'll have. You know, just in terms of sales, um, a little bit better result. Not that we had bad results, but you know, mm-hmm. you would like to do better each time. So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, if there's a course that speaks to you, contact the person, see if they yes. they should offer like you what you did a free, you know, one hour, whatever it is. Then then get a feel for it and right. see. And if and yeah, yeah. I think trust the in your intuition. If something's off, it's like there's so many resources out there that. Just keep keep looking. Yeah, keep looking. Okay, well, we already got a, a wonderful gem from you in your last episode, but I wanted to ask you again if you for another gem because there's so <laughs> many gems out there. But there your second piece of advice, what would be your big piece of advice for people who are sharing yoga with children?
1: Yeah. I was going to say that you should um, not be afraid to put yourself out there you know you may have to contact different studios to get a place to teach. You may be trying to get into the school systems and you just have to put yourself out there, not be afraid of rejection. And you know, when one person says no, that's not the right fit for you. You're going to have to go to the next person and to just believe in what you're doing and to and to and to go for it and not you know, you're going to have to take no for an answer sometimes, but you just have to keep asking and keep trying and, and put yourself out there, and you'll, you'll find a good spot for you uh, to be doing your teaching.
0: Yes, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And as, if, especially if you if you feel called to this work and you feel passionate about it, there's going to be a place for you, and just remember your value. You know, like yeah. you said, you're going remember to get a lot of value. money.
1: remember your value. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't, don't ask for less money mm-hmm. than you deserve. Because, you know, what we do is so unique. There's not very many people that can do what kids yoga teachers can do. And there's a lot of value to it. Sometimes you have to uh, educate people on the value, but we shouldn't sell ourselves short.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, can you share with us where people can find you, contact you, buy your books, pre-order your next book?
1: Well, they're both on Amazon, so you just type in the title. On Amazon and my website is www.SusanRoseYoga.com and I am setting up a commerce site so in a couple weeks um, I'll be able to sell them on my website and those will be um, autographed and personalized to the child if you uh, if you do it that way and let me know what the what the kid's
0: name is awesome yeah. well thank you so much for joining me again and for being on I really love uh, speaking with you and connecting with you good to talk to you jessica (laughs) yeah all right we'll talk soon okay bye-bye thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you'd like to support the kids yoga podcast here are a few ways you can do that visit www.thekidsyogapodcast.com here you'll see a link to my patreon page and you will see different monthly subscriptions which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review, and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.